Hello. Welcome to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me this week is Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how are you doing? Um, I used to have better things to say here, but I've run out of gas. Hey, 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 huh. I know something you can say. What? Poop. That, that's so immature, Kevin. Jesus. We're, we got a highbrow thing going here. Oh, you want to just say PP? No. Oh, well, what do you want to say? Diarrhea, cha cha cha. <laughs> Diarrhea, cha cha cha. Yes, adults. And we've got Mr. David Davis. David, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Doing pretty well. Pretty productive. Got my Joe Bob in last night. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Wonderful times. Wonderful times. Great show, by the way. I've, um, I watched the episode where he was doing Castle Freaks, and he was talking mm-hmm. to Barbara Cranston. And uh, that woman is a goddamn delight. I just want yeah, to say Bar- that. Yeah, Barbara Crampton's amazing. Yeah, Crampton, last night they bad. did um, The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane, which oh, uh, I haven't seen in a long time, and it's an amazing movie. Oh, yeah? And then, and then the other film was Housebound, which I didn't like as much, but still had fun with. Well, that's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I am getting a little more critical in my reviews, though, because I keep saying there's these themes. I'm like, these themes aren't working for the double features. So. Sure. Well, I mean... I guess, <clears throat> but yeah. So, guys, we're doing two episodes this week. We're doing this one, and we're doing a uh, uh, our normal in betweener of weekend weird because we missed last week because my dumbass old man self rolled his ankle, fell down, and hurt his leg. So uh, I and, was in bed. And and what were you doing at the time when you rolled said ankle? Uh, I had a cat on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And yep. was walking around the corner of the bed, and fortunately, Mr. Conti bailed. You're, you're paying more attention to the cat than your feet. That's not entirely true, but it's close enough that I can't argue. Uh, <laughs> Conti jumped off of my shoulder onto my clothes basket and uh, was safe. Meanwhile, I ricocheted off the wall, onto the bed, onto the wall, and onto the floor. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a little bit of pain right now. Well, well, uh, the the important thing is that the cat's okay. The cat is fine. He's such a good <laughs> boy. So that was Monday. Legs getting better. I'm back to limping like Fred Sanford, as opposed to Tiny Tim. So <laughs> this week we're going to tackle a subject I've been really excited about dealing with uh, for a while. Peter Beater and the Russian Robotoids, which is possibly... I've never heard of that band before. I know, but that is possibly my favorite title we've had. And uh, I put the outline up, and David did some research that has really augmented this. And the thing is, like, what you talk about has been in the back of my head, (laughs) but it didn't come out until you had proof. Yeah, you know, I, that's one thing that I get used to is doing research because well, I always have to look up uh, potential plagiarism in my class. So, mm-hmm. yep. And you did a fantastic job helping. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and guess you guys have never, before this, have never heard of Mr. Peter, Dr. Peter Beater. Let me, let me. Oh, be- before you started, like. Jabbering on about insanely, insanely about him every day for the last month and a half. <laughs> yes, I never heard of such a man. Okay, well, let me, David. How about you? Before this, had you heard of him? 
This is a new experience for me. I'd never heard of Dr. Peter Beater and the Russian Robotoids before. Well, in all fairness, neither had I. Uh, I first really became aware of him, uh, as you would expect from Reddit. And I was in the r slash high strangeness subreddit, which, you know, UFOs are one thing, Bigfoot's one thing. But if you want to read some shit that doesn't get political, go to high strangeness. It's just all the weird shit. Mm-hmm. And as always in there, someone asked the super important question of why we weren't discussing the true danger in the world, the robotoids. Now, needless to say, I was intrigued. I also figured there was no way in hell I was going to find any information that wasn't related to like a crappy sci-fi film or an anime and I am shocked at how much and how little information there is on this man, given the current climate toward conspiracy. But there is enough for our purposes. So I, I do want to clarify that now that I think about it, I am familiar with the Robotoids from a Are seminal you? historical work. Really? What's that? The video game Robotron 2084. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, f- okay, fine, okay. This, yeah, but it's not real, is it? It, it was a documentary to me. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> kind of like uh, Fallout is a future documentary to me. I totally get mm-hmm. it. Well, let's talk about the man's history a little bit uh, okay. to get you up to speed here, because this is this is kind of unique to me. You know, a lot of folks like. Uh, We've talked about David Icke. David Icke kind of had a crazy slant. Uh, actually, no. that's not true. No, he didn't. He got hit in the head a lot and then went crazy. Anyway, so Dr. Peter David Beater, which I think it's funny, he shares the name with a comic and author, a uh, comic mm-hmm. writer and author, Peter David. Uh, mm-hmm. So Dr. Peter David Beater was born June 21st, 1921 in Huntington, West Virginia to Lebanese immigrants. He graduated from West Virginia Universe, West Virginia University as a doctor of juris. West Virgin University. West Virgin University. Uh, yeah. The tightest slots in the... Anyway. <laughs> no. He practiced law in Washington, D.C. from 1951 to 1971. That's 20 years and had political aspirations. He ran for governor of West Virginia in 1968. Mm. Now, now, did the country roads take him home? Uh, they did. Uh, yeah, West Virginia Mountain Mama brought him home. He advocated for the presidency of Governor George Wallace of Alabama, who you you might remember from this famous quote. Segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. I would like to point out that the voices and opinion of Kevin Hayman do not... <laughs> Spade, are you quoting the Supreme Court right now? I, unfortunately, I'm not. So, you know, represent that's a those thing. of the podcast or that, our sponsors. But that is a thing, you know. Uh, okay, so the real question here is what is Peter Beater's stance on pumpkin eaters? I just picture him going at it like he's he's in love with it. Just like face first, just pumpkin <laughs> bits going everywhere. Do you remember that viral video of the woman 
teaching how to uh, give head using an orange. Yeah, grapefruiting. Yes, yes, I remember. Grapefruiting. Yes, that's what it sounds just. That's Please all you that. hear. Okay, I'm sorry. Right in my ear. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> what so you got, Mike? Peter, Peter, pumpkin, cunnilinguist. <laughs> Peter, Peter, cum, pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna try to say that. There's a there is an old fashioned in me, just awaiting. He's a cunning linguist of pumpkins. Indeed. So, Beter was also, and this is where it gets really interesting. Peter Beter was also the general counsel for the American Gold Association and was known in a, as a financier. Oh, shit. He also co-founded a mining company in Zaire, which I'm sure was just completely humane, and he represented financial interests all over Europe and Africa. I feel like he's been in the same orgies as members of the Musk family. Oh my god, it must look like a bunch of deflated leather chairs going at it. Like, have you ever seen a picture of Donald Trump's dad? Just picture a whole room of that, except some of them have saggy breasts, or more saggy breasts. Cape Town, more like come town. Oh yeah. We're not going to talk about that, we're going to talk about Cape Town. (laughs) So he was even appointed as general counsel for the Export-Import Bank of the United States by President John F. Kennedy himself. And look where that got him. Got him the worst splitting headache in human history. (laughs) I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Again, I got an old-fashioned in me right now, so... Anyway, the point of all this, Mike... Yeah? What I'm trying to say here... Is that the man was connected, known, and quite successful. Mm -hmm. If that was it, might not be talking about him. Except for the whole George Wallace thing, of course. I'm concerned at the level of power and, like, the competence that this gentleman has illustrated. Nothing about this sounds good. No, no. Because we wouldn't be talking about him if any of this was good. Now, here's where it gets complicated. That's my line, you son of a bitch. You can't steal other person's shtick. Fuck you, it's my show. (laughs) Thank you for letting me use You are in the title, yes. Yeah, I mean, well, that's going to change eventually, because this is really a product of the three of us in love. So, Uh, And we're going to have a shirt of that, so... I think all of us, it's it's like in Star Wars, everybody eventually says, I have a bad feeling about this. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. So, to paraphrase Darkwing Duck, let's get complicated. I don't remember him saying that. I said paraphrase. In 1973, Beter published a book called Conspiracy Against the Dollar, The Spirit of of the new imperialism. Christ. He, I know, this is already bad. He was convinced an axis of evil was going to destroy the United States. Any thoughts so far, Mike? Um, none really. Okay. Well, this conspiracy consists of the following. Get your, get your, get, mm-hmm. get your analyst on danger money, baby. Mm-hmm. The Rockefellers, mm-hmm. 
the Bolshevik slash Zionist axis. I want to apologize, but you guys knew this shit was coming. Somewhere in here, the Jews were going to be involved. So the Bolshevik Zionist axis, which is not a group I really expected to work together. (laughs) And the Kremlin. But what of Mordor? Well, they were they had hobbits to worry about, didn't they? Well, and you know, when you talk about the Bolshevik and Zionist axis like not working together, I wonder why. Were there were there pogroms going on or something? No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> not a single problem with Jews in the history of Europe and Russia. No idea. Mm. So Mike, all of this was I don't know why I keep throwing this to you. All of this was known as the Rockefeller Cartel, and he was convinced it was to make the United States an occupied territory. I guess by the Russians? I don't know. I refuse to read his book. Okay. I feel like you need to take precautions if you were to read it. Like, I'd have to light candles and summon guardian spirits. Maybe some disinfectant. Something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, next I'm going to quote Wikipedia because I don't want to store this shit in my brain. All right, so in 1974, Peter publicly stated that most of the gold in Fort Knox had been sold to European interests at prices vastly below market rates. According to him, international speculators had dishonestly obtained the gold. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Now, some of you might... Do you remember this? That some of these... That there was a panic in the 1970s about the gold in Fort Knox all being gone. And the government taking the unprecedented act of allowing news crews in to see the gold and calm the nation's nerves. Yep. You can blame Peter Beater for that. Well, I'm sure he wasn't the only one propagating that. Well, yeah, but apparently David has uh, found some information here. So, uh, currency nerds are one of my pet peeves. (laughs) You know, the fact that they're... I want to reiterate that everybody's a nerd about something. Well, I wouldn't say everybody's a nerd about something, but every subject has nerds about it. Okay, that's a much fairer statement. Because to be a nerd about something, you have to have a... Gatekeepers. Well, you have to have a passion (laughs) and also the mental... Grasp? uh, Mm. You have to be be sort of smart. Yeah, okay. Well, we've got a friend who's fairly intelligent and is into cars, but not like a car nerd. Look, I've known a few people that don't have any passions like that. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything that they geek out about or, you know, know everything about. And I have a feeling we meet several of those kind of people every day, Mike. They're they're just or, very or they they may not like reveal it because there is kind of that no. tendency well, to judge people for their interests. As sure, well. okay. I'm going to judge these fuckers, like <laughs> the, these currency. <laughs> the closest type. they would come would be like uh, Kardashian nerds. Oh, mm-hmm. just, yeah. No, then that's still a nerd. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so, so hearing that. someone passionate about the gold standard or inflation rates and all that bullshit absolutely drives me nuts. And it's nice to have a focal point for my rage. So thank you, Kevin, for introducing me to Peter Beater. Kill it, boy. Kill it. So th- this sort of thinking that Peter Beater is involved in drives a lot of conspiracy and distrust of the government. I'm not mm-hmm. saying to trust the government. But you are missing the forest through the trees if you get hung up on conspiracies about the McDuck money vault. (laughs) Money bin. I need to correct you on that one. Yes, I'm sorry. The money bin. Um, The the government has much more insidious things it's doing. Sure, but this is also not the show to go to if you trust the government. Right. You know, and I I personally hold this mother responsible for this bored ape shit on my Twitter timeline. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Now, now, that being said, I found an interesting article on JSTOR. If, if you've heard of JSTOR, right? I have not, actually. I have. So it, it's an academic have database. You? Yeah, academic database. Of, uh, okay, you're just yeah. repeating what David said. Oh, I've heard of it before. <laughs> okay, that's Even fair. though I've never used it or gone to college. But you know about it. Okay, yes. that's neat. I didn't. Okay, continue. Yeah, please. yeah. It's one of those ones that, like, for, for the subjects i teach which is usually like english it's the one i recommend the most because it has the most like humanities papers okay so so the article is titled gold bugs and the status of gold by oscar e boleen it was published in the right-wing newsletter tactics whose slogan is literally quote the only professional cywar journal holy shit this article is from 1976. Oh, God, it's as old as me. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and quote this here, oh, okay? Please, I've got this a little bit of text. It's not too much. All right. So this author, Boleen, he, he's talking about meeting a person in the subway. So he goes, I first heard of the existence of the great American gold bug species in a Boston subway station in June of 1974. A fellow traveler, waiting for a train, began chirping in confidence about the inside information he had that a monopoly on the world's gold supply was going to force uh, prices sky-high to $2,000 an ounce mark by Christmas. Eventually, right, right. I'm sorry, I just need to interrupt, and it's like, you know, when I think about the most trustworthy people I can think of, Subway's at the top of the list. Right, right. Subway, not... (laughs) Not the restaurant, but like the, the dude, uh, the dude degree one degree removed from the person who's either shitting on the bench or the person playing the guitar is incredibly trustworthy. Yes, yes, the non-musical busker—that's who I trust. So, so eventually, he introduced himself, a former Air Force colonel, and invited me to have dinner with him at the Union Oyster House, which sounds super white. This is also sounding like he's trying to hook up. Yeah, it, it does have, like, that little bit of, like, a pyramid scheme sort yeah. of vibe well, to it. Well, no, I mean, like, this could have ended up at a Turkish bathhouse. You know, that's true. And that's so, fine. Yeah, no, that's great. No, I think more people should embrace the Turkish bathhouse. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he presented me with a $2 booklet that gave him some of the scare stuff he was confidently, uh, confidentially sharing with me. This particular booklet was by Peter Beter, a Washington, D.C. consultant, author of such books as The Conspiracy Against the Dollar and Gold Positions of the USA. I saw the colonel a number of times during the summer, autumn, and into the winter. <laughs> he, to- <laughs> he told me of flights to Montreal where he made surrep- uh, surreptitious purchases of gold and shares in gold mining companies. 
He assured me that not even the IRS, the Treasury, nor the Rockefellers knew what he was up to. God, what about? But what about the Rosicrucians and the the the? Oh God, forget it. Let's go. What on. about the Moonies? Okay, exactly. So, moreover, that he quote felt real good to be up to the hilt in gold. End quote. For uh, at up to two thousand dollars an ounce, he would have a merry Christmas indeed. Up to the hilt, isn't that a reference of basically up to the bush hair? Uh, I think it's referring to the hilt of a sword, but yeah, I, I say I bush just, hair. I just picture this man that's naked, about the same, standing about the same height as your where your bush hair should end. Yeah, sure. I just picture him standing naked in a pile of gold with his bush hair showing, laughing like. <laughs> <laughs> this gold Merry Christmas indeed <laughs> so so I'm going to wrap up this little quote yes. here the last time I saw the colonel was in January 1975 a couple of days after the treasury had auctioned off a few million dollars of gold to hard to find bidders he did not feel very well or have much to say <laughs> I'm sorry did I do that out right. loud so, so it's amazing to uh, for me to see here that like this is a very right wing magazine and author uh, who is on to what essentially is a scam on Peter Beater's end to pump up the value of gold. Yeah. Now, where was a great deal of this gold coming from, by the way? The moon. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Zaire, where Beater had some mines. Yep, Zaire. This far-right fucking journal literally spells it out. I quote again. Oh, God. One balances off the various factors influencing the gold market and public interest in gold. One conclusion is inescapable. This is that the producers of gold, mainly the Soviet Union and South Africa, have been exercising a considerable amount of influence favorable to creating a speculative atmosphere of gold. Gold prices have consequently been forced above all reasonable commercial values. What? what? This, this is all feeling very familiar. Isn't Almost it? Almost like something like that's happening today, but I can't quite like put my Like something you'd on see it. on television at one in the morning. No, no, more like something that bros are really into. I know, yeah. that too. My God. But I don't know exactly what. Hey, I have no idea what you gentlemen are talking about, but... Uh-huh. Um, it, it, you, that, now, you sweet, you're, sweet you're, summer child. The, the hypno bros, maybe? <laughs> hip, hip, no, hypno, is that it? Hypno. bros, the ones who have Bigfoot. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. They're, they're into Bigfoot speculation. Cryptid bros. Now, your mileage may vary here, but it seems to me like Peter Beater was doing a terrible fucking job considering his ostensibly target audience was like, hey, this is a grift. I, I love this. Well, yeah, I mean... You, you're doing a grift. Eventually, the jig is up. See, I love that I went for the batshit conspiracy, and you found, like, the real shit. So this mm-hmm. is great. Now, yeah, I, I just I felt like that was something we should probably talk about, because, absolutely. you know, as fun as what's coming up is, yeah. there's some insidious shit going so, on here. So, so Peter Beater was his era's Alex Jones. In a lot of ways, yes, except instead mm. of prep buckets and and dick pills. And dick pills and tactical flashlights, it's gold. Well, it's, no, Alex uh, Jones hawks gold too. Oh, does he? Uh, Are we going to cover Alex Jones at some point? We've got to. 
both Limbaugh and Jones were big, had big oh, gold, you know, oh, can we do, can we do like the trifecta of Jim what? Baker, Alex Jones, and uh, that other guy you mentioned? Who was it? Uh, there was someone else I got mentioned. Right. Like in the in the outline, or no, that we were just talking just, just about. Talk about uh, 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 Alex uh, Limbaugh, Jones, Limbaugh, and, and Baker. I well, think we need to do a trifecta episode of those three assholes. But, but pretty much anyone that that uh, pitches to conservatives and preppers is on the gold train because when the economy collapses, when that's collapse, all that's going to be worth anything is gold. Gold. You not, have to trade gold for you to buy these buckets. Not your, uh, not your skills or food hey, or I gotta, I gotta, medical supplies. No, gold. Mike, I got a crazy idea. Let's buy a baker bucket and see what's in it. No. No? Because it's just like a bunch of rice and beans. I can eat rice and beans. Mm, I'd rather so get a case I, I of I have MREs. two of those in my closet because my parents gifted them. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. You yes. have got to do an unboxing for us on the show. <laughs> I've got about a dozen MREs that someone gave to me, but I asked him for them. I was like, <laughs> yeah, just, you're you know, like, Jimmy. We're in the hurricane area, so it could come in handy. Can we have Mike review MREs on the Patreon? I think that would be great. If we get the money so I could buy new ones. <laughs> get him, get him on video, just trying it. Just look at his sour, sour, sour face as he's trying you the shit. You heard it, like, folks. Oh. You want to watch Mike eat some shit? Me and Mike eat some shit. Hey, you I, know what to do. I, I watch Steve 1989 MRE info. I've seen that yes. guy. Yeah, but great we want to see your face. Yeah. Okay, face reveal. Sometimes. It's going to get trending. Okay, before we go forward, I want to say, David, I want you to do your bit about, I feel like you could buy these on Amazon, and then I'll play the YouTube video, okay? Okay. All right. Now, uh, let's talk about his tapes. Now, now I like, feel like, like you could buy these on Amazon, and that the recommended products would include the Turner Diaries. <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, okay. I, oh man, I was I was hoping for like sexy tapes. No, no, you weren't. Not at this man's age. Now, these were in nineteen seventy starting in nineteen seventy five. Beater started releasing the Doctor Beater audio tapes, which does really sound like fucking sex tapes when you say See, it. It sounds like, that. like a mixtape, like a really bad Dr. mixtape. Dr. Beater, the hottest DJ on the block. Dr. Beater gonna drop the bad, sick bass. That was terrible. Yeah, for, Kevin, yeah. don't give up your day job. I have your future. No, it's not. So for a mere $60.50 in 1975, every oh. three months in 70s money, you could get his audio letters in the mail. And he released... 80 of these motherfuckers between 1975 and 1982. Now, I did the math. I did the research. I'm not yeah. going to say I did the math. I'm terrible at that. Yeah. But adjusted for inflation, mm-hmm. that is $320.64 every three months. Yikes. Now, oh my God. That's, that's almost comparable to my, like, video games i never play but. i i know that's like how much we spend on steam isn't it 
imagine how much he'd be cleaning up on Patreon. Oh my God! Hey guys, do you want to hear our audio tapes? So we're, we just, we're, we're, just, we're in the wrong this, career. We need to start. We we study this shit. We need to start making like I, conspiracy tapes again. I, we need a cult. I've, I keep saying that we need to do a cult or a grift. Yes, we're too. We, we're, too we're too moral. Moral to yes, moral <laughs> to have a grift. God, well, well you it. guys maybe. Damn it, David. Why the hell didn't you start the Patreon? You'd have the money. Instead, it's me. Honest me. So, these tapes... <laughs> shit. These tapes of his explained his conspiracies, which came from unnamed insiders in the United States government. Now, they are frequently alluded to in these tapes, I want to point out. They like... Uh long sphincter and I don't know. Just try and go for a deep shallow deep throat. throat. Choke. Shallow neck. Yeah. Yeah. So uh let's see here. Now I could explain all this, of course. Mm-hmm. And I will explain some of this, but I really need you guys to hear this for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean it's one thing for me to talk about Russian robotoids. Oh, that's my, funny. My favorite Atari game. And replacing Jimmy Carter. <laughs> funny, funny. But it's another to hear it from a grown man with a, rep- with a reputation that appears to believe it. I was so, say, I, I call bullshit. Guys, believing it. are you ready to hear the words of Dr. Peter David Beter? Yeah, hold on. I'm going to go number two. Oh, God damn it. Okay, here we go. N- nothing makes me more excited. Topic number two. I two see. months ago, I revealed that a revolutionary new intelligence weapon was being introduced by Russia. I refer to their organic robotoids. These are man-made, robot-like living creatures, perhaps best described as computerized animals. They're designed to simulate human beings almost perfectly in appearance and behavior. You getting that? They are not human. Robotoids are so far removed from the knowledge and experience of most people that they are very difficult for many people to believe. But now, more and more major surprises are filling the news. This is great. They are surprises if. You do not know about Russia's robotoids. For example, you get that? Mm-hmm. Consider the Middle East and the alleged gasoline shortage. Oh, here we go. Nearly four years ago, on October 12, 1975, I wrote an article on the op-ed page of the Washington Star. Not the it post. It was titled "Who's to Blame for Inflation? It's time to be fair to OPEC." <laughs> The comments I made then are still true today. For example, we hear constantly about the increasing price of oil, but, quote, you must remember that products from the oil-consuming countries to the oil-producing countries are costing more each day, unquote. You heard that from one country to the same country. Oil price rises appear to be limited. While the products of the industrialized countries are unlimited, open-ended, is this fair?" Unquote. When I wrote those words in 1975, I was out of step with the crowd. For the next three and a half years, we were told increasingly 
Now, okay, I've paused. We're going to skip ahead and see if we can find something about Jimmy Carter. Well, he did say from the okay. oil-consuming that countries was, to the uh, oil I, Once again, countries. I blame the old-fashioned. Um, now, now, I also want to point out that he does not sound like he has an indoor voice. Yeah, no, he's just standing across he, the room yelling yeah. at the microphone. No, he literally, at the microphone. he literally sounds like he's about to say, December 7th, 1941, a day well, which will live in infamy. Okay, so to be fair, that it's you know, a good older, voice. Older micro, well, no, older microphones were probably less responsive, so he probably did have yeah. to yell. Okay, and fair, yeah. and also, there's something about this guy that it makes me listen to him because. I'm not going to play the whole goddamn thing, of course, but this is a 21-minute video, and uh, I've listened to all of it. I, I I do find it funny that he's, in that the clip you played, he's talking about oil prices and inflation, and what are we today. going through? I know. Everything I talk... We're in the 70s, I mean, they're, people. They're, the they're trying to same, you know... It's the same ex- shit. Ex- well, they're trying the same explanation of, you know, the oil prices... OPEC! And, you know... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm imagining a sticker with little robot pointing to the the gas price and saying, <laughs> "I did that." <laughs> yeah. And Secretary of State Cyrus Vance. Hang on. Breathless reporters told the nation there had been a breakthrough in Salt Two. Okay, uh, that's not it. Against America's real rulers, as I have explained in previous tapes. The atheistic Bolsheviks no longer rule Russia. They have been overthrown by a tough band of native Christians. Native? Today, in Russia. Christianity is being reborn in Russia. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. here in the United States, the Bolsheviks want to create a new Bolshevik revolution. They want to seize control of America and then to strike back at their bitter enemies the Christ ones who now run the Kremlin. The Christ ones. For several months, the Bolshevik coup d'etat was moving fast. Yeah. It just yeah. hurts. We didn't even get to Jimmy Carter. I have to I explain. Know. We're not going to go through it. I will but explain it, this. It hurts in so I, many ways. I know. Because this, like, this is in the 70s, right? Uh, 74, 75, yeah. probably 75, 76 still was in when the this came out. swing yeah. of communism. Oh, oh yeah. No, totally. Not, not going to lie. I kind of want to riff tracks this shit at some I point. I know. Isn't it so fun, though? Here's the thing. The big thing you have to understand is that the Russian robotoid, you know what, we'll get into in a second. Uh, let's talk about some of his conspiracies first, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, Lyndon Johnson had Kennedy assassinated. Checks uh, out. Okay. Well, I, okay. I, I prefer I to think that Johnson didn't keep him from being assassinated. Or. Everything's coming up, Johnson. <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse. Maybe it was just one kooky guy. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people wanted him dead, found out about that one guy, and were like, well, what if it did happen? Uh, we're not going to get into that. We'll do an episode about uh, uh, the assass- Kennedy assassination eventually. When we Can cannot- I just point out that originally when you proposed this show it was like we're not doing conspiracies and here we are I, balls deep in it I now fucking no we Kevin are just keeps plunging up his- to the hilt 
I am balls. fucking no, the conspiracies. You're past the hilt, Kevin. You're I, like, I am you're up like to your the waist. You're up the treasure trail. I am, yeah. I am straight up there, man. I am gargling in conspiracy. Okay, second. You. Tons of military and government figures, including Jimmy Carter, have been killed, had been, forgot he's dead now, had been killed and replaced with organic robotoids under control of the Kremlin or the Bolsheviks. I don't know which. I am not positive that he really knew, and I can't make myself care because I've heard several audio tapes of his, and none of them are super consistent. This this is just the lizard people and <laughs> Illuminati with more steps. Now, David, didn't so, you have another theory? So yeah, well, two things. Number one, Jimmy Carter is still alive. Yes. Well, I'm he, saying he, that he they looked perfected, like a shriveled that's, peanut that's at this the point, but they, they perfected the robotoids. Yeah, oh, they, there you go. Okay. There's like a whole series of them. Yeah. No. There? Eventually, yeah. you get it right. And he's literally describing the life model decoys used by Shield in the Marvel comics. <laughs> That's a that's a very good point. Well, well these got except there. they aren't decoys; they're, they're basically pod peopled in that they kill the kill them and replace them with you know. Oh my god! Bio robots that should not have nearly killed me. Uh, I, I, I'm just picturing Jimmy Carter doing like secret agent shit, like just I need the documents from the Russians. If you don't give me that document, I'm gonna shoot you with some peanuts. But I'll build a house for your family because I'm a good man. I'll make sure they have some place to live after you're dead. <laughs> you know, I may be part of Habitat for Humanity, but when it comes to saving the nation, Fuck I embrace y'all. inhumanity. Yes, Habitat for <laughs> Inhumanity. Oh, okay. that's a that's a shirt. <laughs> so I, I I do have something I pulled from one of the journals. Journals. Um, yeah, so because uh, his his audio tapes are also like his journals, yes, right? Yes, yes, and I've listened so, to several. Yeah, I, I pity you. Um, I am a fool. So, you know, so I, I have a quote that kind of embraces this uh, robotoid conspiracy theory from Journal Number Forty Six from May of nineteen seventy nine. Hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and read this. And I've um, heard this yeah. one, by the way. Hmm. But it is here in the United States that the most momentous uh, disappearances are now taking place. It began four months ago with the murder of Nelson Rockefeller. Now, important and famous people are disappearing. uh, Before you go on, I want to point out, Nelson Rockefeller did die in his office Mm -hmm. with his secretary, and there were a lot of questions about, well, what was he doing? And why were his pants hastily put back on? And he assumes she killed him with a gun. Um, they d- fucked and he died. Does does he not understand how sexing works? Of course he doesn't. What am I saying? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> he makes Shit. like hundreds of journals every year. Yeah, so, he's got no. head material. <laughs> so so, so Nelson Rockefeller's murder has been followed by convulsions in the rulership of America, and yet there is no hint to the public about what is taking place. Because it's not happening. The Rockefeller murder in January signaled the beginning of an all-out Bolshevik coup d'etat here in America. A secret Bolshevik purge of the Rockefellers was underway, bloody but hidden from public view. But last month I revealed that a secret intelligence war between doubles had erupted for control of the United States government. 
When I recorded audio letter number 45 last month, the situation was confusing and my information was still fragmentary. But I told you what I could, and now I can tell you more. So, like, the, the, the journal so far, like, uh-huh. I see what he's doing here. He's, like, getting right. you hooked. It's like, yeah. the, it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Uh, it's yeah, just, no, it's, this is all after credit sequences. Yeah, now now there's yeah. like a more complex continuity. Maybe oh, you have yeah. to pull up a wiki article mm-hmm. to understand like where this character now, came from. Uh, so it, before we move on, I want to point out that the Robotoids, if it wasn't made clear privy, pr- uh, previously, mm-hmm. are organically constructed robots. And I'm using the term <laughs> robots. 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 <laughs> that are essentially robotic animals. Mm-hmm. And they have a short lifespan with uh, the program personality. So, not only do the Russian robotoids only last a few months, but Jimmy Carter in particular, because of his strong will, kept going haywire and they had to kill him. So, there were, at the last time I double checked, it was about 30 something. Jimmy Carter robotoids have been gone through from 75 to 80. So, so is this where Apple got the plan for planned obsolescence? It's gotta be. Because they just kept having Jimmy Carter's like fuck up and try to like be the good guy and they had to kill him and bring in the new robotoid. Oh, and, and and here's the problem. They kept trying to run those robotoids on crude oil when they should have been using peanut oil. Oh, obviously, because that's the only or thing Billy that keeps, That's the only thing that keeps the Jimmy Carter running, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, let, let me finish up this part please, here real please quick. Please do. Okay. The War of Doubles involves not only the Bolsheviks, but the clandestine services of Russia, Great Britain, and Israel, <laughs> but the basic battle lines are being drawn between Russia and the Bolsheviks. Uh-huh. As of now, the Russians appear to be gradually gaining the upper hand thanks to, their use, right. thanks to their use of an astonishing new intelligence weapon. There is irony in what the Russians are now doing in the War of the Doubles. They are raising the ghost of none other than Nelson Rockefeller, and in a way that he would have appreciated. Uh, no, my, so let, let's point out that Nelson Rockefeller is a scumbag. Uh, most of the Rockefellers were fucking scumbags. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's a given. Now, well, yeah, I mean, they were uber rich, so... Yeah, eat They're the fucking terrible. rich. Wait, you're telling me we can't trust rich people? I'm saying uh, it's not a great yeah. idea. I mean, no. Not really. I mean, maybe, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Keanu Reeves? No, well, but I was, I was thinking more of uh, Warren Buffett seems to be an kinda. okay kind of guy. He's kind of okay, yeah, but, but, you know, yeah. I still don't trust him as far as I can spit him. But, so, all this... Once again, everything in here sounds so and feels so familiar. Uh-huh. It's like all the all this description is just a reflavored and rejiggered, or not re- this isn't, but stuff happening today is basically this all over again. Mm-hmm. I th- I think this guy founded QAnon. We're gonna get to that before the end of the episode. I'm, I'm expecting. I'm expecting the Robotoids to reinstill uh, Donald Trump any day now. Now, believe it or not, because they're gonna, you know, he has, subvert the government. This guy has no direct link to QAnon, but we're gonna. Well, I, I know get he doesn't, it. but it's 
it's the same brain worms. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Now, all that was said in the middle of a list. <laughs> Everything we just covered was in the middle of a list. Now, his third conspiracy, Patty Hearst was kidnapped st- to stop the publication of the truth in Hearst-run newspapers. Because everything's connected. Nothing ever happens. Oh, yeah, you know. no. It's all... That's the thing. Every... If you're a conspiracy theorist, it has to be connected. You have to, you have to wrap those red bits of yarn around every single thumbtack. Oh, you've got again, some, like yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, you've got you've got the yarn. You have to do it. Now, fourth, the Rockefellers made the U.S. government give the USSR our nuclear secrets because there were no spies. Because I. I Guess they're already in charge or something. I'm still really confused about the role of Russia and the U.S. and the Bolsheviks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, consider. Yeah. So, so you know, Russia didn't have a bomb. No, bef- not you know, not at all. No, before. no bombs. Not a single bomb. Uh, the Rockefellers did it. It's all them. Now, fifth, we have weather-changing lasers, which meant the U.S. Has, uh, the USSR has them, too, because, again, reasons. Well, well, China does have that hurricane gun, after all, so it's only fair. I guess. I mean, we got to give them something, right, Mike? No. No? Okay, here's the one that really blows my goddamn mind. You ready for this? Hold on to your ass cheeks. Sixth, Jonestown. Let me let that sink in for just a second, shall I? (laughs) Jonestown was a cover for a joint U.S.-Israeli op to take out Russians in Guyana, and the massacre was a cover for the casualties. Well, are we talking about those Russian casualties? I, I don't I, know. I, I didn't All know. I, I didn't know the Russians employed, you know, African American men and women. I'm just gonna go ahead and say I don't want to believe that Mr. Muggs was an agent. Their pet chimp. Yeah. Oh my God, Mr. Muggs. But. Please just, save Mr. Muggs. He has intel. Those, Please save Mr. Muggs. All those other times we, you know, take people out and don't ever mm-hmm. cover it up. But yeah, this time, no, this for some one, reason, we really had to this, cover it up. Because it was the Israelis involved. You know, nothing covers up a uh, clandestine yeah. operation quite like a very public yeah, and, and brutal massacre. Yeah, just mass the, suicide. The Israelis have a vested interest in Guyana too. Like well there were Russians it's the second there. holy land. It was the Russians. It was the Christian Russians and we're the Bolsheviks and they're the Jews. I don't know where this is I don't I haven't properly determined this mother God damn it this pisses me off. I have not determined this man's opinions toward Russia, the US, the Jews, the Bolsheviks. Who oh. are the good guys here? Oh oh no I, I can get it totally. You know what it is? What? They're they're all shit. That's his opinions. Just buy gold. Yeah. We've always been at war with Oceana. I am so goddamn mad at this episode, and I helped write it. The the, the Russian Christians are bad. The U.S. Bolsheviks are bad. Apparently, the Israelis are bad. 
You know, this is just fear mongering every general. Just buy buy chimps and gold. Just get your own Mr. Mugs and let him count your money. (sighs) Seventh. I don't fucking know. Ducks or something. It's all just batshit insanity at this point. And I have lost interest in trying to keep track of this dumb motherfucker. So how many audio tapes total did he put out? 80. A buffet of batshit. That, that's that. What? That's one every three months. It's the golden corral of stupidity. Yes, it's something like a tape every three months. So this—that's several years. And this is double-sided crazy tapes. Bullshit. That's like bullshit. two hours. Bullshit. It's, yeah. Well, it, it's in the past, so it's so bullshit. It's bullshit. Okay, fair enough. I'm just picturing some white dude getting the mail in the morning. He comes in, excitedly bursts into the bedroom, and he shakes I've his wife. He's like, hey, Peter hey, tape. honey, the new Peter Beater tape dropped. And and he looks at the spot in the bed where his wife was. He and looks he at the closet where his wife's <laughs> suitcase used to be. All he's doing is just running in and talking to a mop. Oh, no, no. no. no I, I like the sadness of the fact his wife just left him. Hello, Doug. Because he wouldn't shut up friend. about Peter Beater. It's I've better than the alternative you that she was a. She was in. It. She was in beat anon. Maybe she was a robotoid Ooh. and hit her uh, expiration date. Oh yeah, and she like just went fucking nuts, jumped out the window, and ate the rose bush. So uh. let's talk about the aftermath of this motherfucker being alive, shall we? Because. Like, I don't wish death on anybody, but this guy's already dead, so let's do it. Or um, so that's what he wants you to think. No, there are no conspiracies that this man is alive. Yeah, that's the way he wants it. God damn it, Mike. Don't be There have that been guy. a lot of massacres since, so they're probably yeah. covering up his operations. Oh, yeah, no, Waco was a totally fucking Russians. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say, it's probably a good thing this man died in 1987 at the age of 65. Because it was kind of before a lot of your modern conspiracy stuff really took hold. I mean, some of it was starting, but, like, he died after he stopped the tapes. Yeah. Because someone on Reddit pointed out that if this man was still alive, he would have been in QAnon, he would have run for office, and he would have won. If he was still alive, he'd be, like, 110. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, like, if he had been born later in WS... Now, there's a few punk songs about him, but he doesn't really have the revered place in conspiracy as, like, your Bill Coopers or your Alex Joneses. Well, you know, with a name like Peter Beater, the lyrics write themselves. I'm gonna beat my Peter! Yeah. You know, also, um, in doing research, I take exception to the fact that you completely omitted the Jack T. Chick, one of my favorite (laughs) Christian monsters, cited Peter Beater in one of his comics. You know, for shame, for you know that I love my Jack T. Chick horseshit. Okay, look, I collect them too, and the whole reason I left it out was to see if you would fact-checked me. I literally was going to bring it up. From Chick Publications. Yes, I know that, but like, this motherfucker lists him as, uh... (sighs) So I I thought Jack Chick was just, just... 
Gaga Christian, but also he loved him some conspiracy shit. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, God, yes. No, he is totally anti-Russian, anti-Catholic, anti-Jew. Very big in the uh, satanic uh, panic conspiracy. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, but, you know. He was, he was like him, and what was that comedian's name, David? You know the one I mean? Uh, mm. Jesus, I, I can't remember his name. you're talking about, but I don't know yeah, his the, name. Why do you drive on a parkway well, yeah, and park on a driveway? Shtick. Yeah, no, exactly. He stole all Gallagher's uh, jokes. verbal shtick. Not, yeah, not shtick, really. Just his jokes. Yeah. Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, Yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, no, he, uh, this guy, Jack Chick, cited Peter Beater as a reputable source. I'm going to have to write an episode on Jack Chick. You re- oh, my God. I want to be on. I want that to happen so bad. They're, they're like very bad Tijuana Bibles because at least with Tijuana Bibles, you get you the nudity. Jer- at least you can jerk off to a Tijuana Bible. If you're jerking off to Jack Chick, something's wrong. I don't know. I've seen some <laughs> Tijuana Bibles. They, you haven't seen the good for- ones. Okay. Well. And you know what? I'm bringing up Jones and Cooper specifically because of the far-reaching implications of their ideas and the willingness of the average person to accept them. Who, so who's right. Cooper? Jones, I'm familiar okay, with. Okay, Bill but. Cooper could be considered the granddaddy of conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. He wrote Behold a Pale Horse. Mm-hmm. He had a radio show for years called The Hour of the Time. And when Alex Jones came out, Bill Cooper was the first per- person to say, this man's full of shit. Right. You know, the thing about Bill Cooper is he's not the originator of what we're currently going through, but he is like the codifier of it. Yes. He wrote Behold a Pale Horse, which really got everything together in one book you can read and then lose your family over. (laughs) Uh, He also died in a shootout with a local police because he said if any authority stepped foot on his land, he'd shoot him. And guess what he fucking did? Oh, man of his word, I guess. I'm not going to lie, man. I respect him for that at least so you know it, it strikes me that like bill cooper was likely someone who would have been tuned into what peter beater was laying out in the sense that he would have been like this guy's full of shit right right yeah because i haven't seen much of, in the way of cooper mentioning him in his own writings right. but i also kind of find it hilarious that the idea of like pale horse cooper being like this russian robot thing is too weird even for me yeah no totally cooper Here's the other thing. Like, Alex Jones is an entertainer and just spreads bullshit to make money. Cooper was a believer. A believer. He didn't just write bullshit. He He, rewrote what he believed. This is a man that saw UFOs dipping in and out of the water when he was stationed on a submarine and says that he he stole access to all the UFO files and crazy conspiracy shit. So, he is definitely somebody we have got to go back and do an episode about. I lift my moratorium on conspiracy theories, because holy shit, this is amazing. Well, and the other thing is, he's also kind of... There, there is an unfortunate trend in, like, you, ufology, where mm-hmm. um, there is, like, a more conservative yes. bent it, to he it. Is also, and this is solely on his mm-hmm. back. It is. He is seriously responsible for the idea of the... Uh, military alien industrial complex idea that the government is closely working with the lizard men or the greys depending on who you want to go with it is he was the one who who sounded the drama on like the fluoride and the tap water thing you know now, that that whole like 
arch conspiracy like yeah the government can't do anything that's good for us therefore everything they're doing is evil that sort of thing he oh. also is the Them person, evil roads i tell you yeah well he also was the one oh i can't remember we'll go into it in detail in a future episode if that's cool <laughs> okay mm-hmm. Now, even today, the number of people finding that YouTube video that I played earlier and are asking, is this true? What do I do if it is true? Oh, my God, what are we going to do is really troublesome because it is a non-zero number. If it can convince one person, then that one person can convince others and then them others. It is a mimetic contagion. Right, you know, so hence the inherent danger of platformers like Joe Rogan, but that is a topic for another time. Oh, yeah, I mean, but, so, like, that's why I like what we're doing, because we're like, okay, here's some shit, but this is bullshit. So here's kind of the problem, is you, you can't control for that, because... I know that, no but, matter like, what, No matter what you do... Look, Slenderman has shown that there are people... That will see the most outrageous again. shit. That even isn't that isn't even uh, put Remotely out there real. as the truth. It's yeah. not. No one says it's the truth. You know. I mean, sure, there was some jokes jokes about your know, Slender Man being real, but and they did post it on fucking Coast to Coast AM as a joke. But people will believe shit. They'll just find something that I don't know why. It like sparks something in them. It strikes a chord with them. I'm telling you, man. I, this is. I mean, I've, it turns them furry. I don't know, but <laughs> look, let's not shit does, on furries. No, They've no, kind of become heroes. Okay? There's, there's just there's all these things that the human mind is really right. complex. Well, and I something. I really see this as proof of the collective subconscious because it really feels to me like a a mimetic contagion, an idea that is a virus that spreads through the human consciousness and people when they it's in there and they see it and they catch it. That happens with everything, though. I mean, I know, but it doesn't disprove my theory. You just said a bunch of words that don't make any sense. They do to the people that listen to this show, but, I assure you. But what it is, is that a person has a hole in them, and this thing filled that hole, Mike, and it makes them happy for some reason. You know, okay, this is what they call the God-shaped hole. In psychology, it's called the God-shaped hole, and you find something that fits that God-shaped hole. It doesn't have to be God. Maybe it's Peter Beater. Maybe it's Slenderman. Maybe it's the Greys. Maybe it's Alex Jones and his gay frogs, but it fits the God hole. I wouldn't call now, it the God hole. what my solution is. Yeah, but that that that's I think that's too sensationalistic it's, of a it name. It fits the religion hole. Yeah, but it but calling it the God hole because you know it could be any you could call it the the science hole. The science hole. But you know, it's just yes, there there is a yearning in the human We have a need to believe in something. Yes. And yes. That's why it's called the God hole. But it you know what my solution is to all this what, what, what is that david i want to hear your solution to all this welding what you know uh snipping the balls off are, are you gelding? talking about gelding people 
So that I, 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 I'm just saying, if you're a Joe Rogan listener, maybe your testicles are better off not uh, being part of. We do not the- stand by the opinions of Mr. David Davis in this. Uh, we're gonna move on because that sounds a lot like fucking eugenics. What the fuck, dude? You move to Kentucky right the fuck now. I I'm just fucking. I just okay. Okay. Just yeah. It just. Ah, yeah. I'm just going to end this with we have to drag this shit into the light. We have to ridicule it and remind everybody that deep down this guy was in fact a racist I found proof an anti-Semite and just not a nice fucking person. So Fuck Peter Beater and the anti-Semitic horse he rode in on. Yep, that's fair. Yeah, but this is small potatoes. I know, but like, I want to tackle the small potatoes before I grab the nards. There's probably like three people in the world that believe in this shit. Okay, going by the YouTube videos, Mike, it's way more than I'd like to believe. And as much glad as I am to have found those YouTube videos... I wish they hadn't posted them. Well, here's the other thing. It, it, you know, maybe people aren't believing the exact Peter Beater conspiracy, but it's the mindset that it perpetuates that we are still grappling with the well, see, repercussions of that they right were now. They're going to find something. See, if they didn't find the Peter Beater stuff, yeah. they would have went to QAnon. Or, or Alex you know, Jones. But, that, but things flatter. like Alex Jones and QAnon and that sort of stuff also have their root to a large degree in Peter Beater. Oh, yeah. They do. Oh. Absolutely. This is this is the origins of a lot of what we're dealing with today in and a lot be of something, ways. They'll be the next thing right now. QAnon's on the wane just the same way that uh, Flat, Flat Earth was. So there's going to be another thing coming up that uh, they latch on to. We just yeah. haven't seen it no, yet. No, it's just a matter of finding the next thing that takes two years to turn out to be completely wrong. Just in time so, for an election. Absolutely. Guys, this has been fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Mike, did you enjoy yourself? Um, I argued with y'all a lot. Yeah, but it was fun. David, and- did you have fun? Um, let me think about it. Yes. Okay. Ultimately, like, weighing out the the mental calculus of all of this, as much as, like, I'm kind of horrified by the topic, it is fun to talk shit about it. It really is. Uh, Mike, you had something else to say there. I did. I thought you did. No. Okay. Well, you know what we haven't done in a long while that we've got a list of a few of? Ooh. We've got... Assassinations. That's later. I have not said the trigger word. Please go back to your waiting cubicle until I say horse fritters. Just said horse fritters. Damn it! What was I doing? Oh, shit. I scared a cat. Sorry, Gretel. I love you. Oh, God. She's panting. She is terrified. I feel terrible oh. now. There's a little white kitten under the table just panting like a like a racehorse. Okay, good. Did you kill that guy? Yep. Damn it. Okay, so we've got questions. First off, let's start with Man in Black, who asked this on May the 6th, 2020. Do you have any supernatural objects in your collections? David, I want to start this with you, because you are the most likely. Yeah, so, like, I haven't really, like, um... I haven't verified anything yet, but I do own an Aztec Death Whistle. 
Oh, God, that is awesome. Mike, can we 3D print me one? Um, whenever my printers are operational. Can I send one to Scott and get him to print me one? I guess. Okay. So you um, have an and the other whistle. thing that I own is a very cursed uh, blown glass statue of a hobo clown that looks suspiciously like blackface. Oh, my God. And it is perpetually sticky. So I'm concerned Ew. about that. That's it's secreting nicotine. It could be like it. It feels like it was something out of like the yeah. early nineteen seventies. No oh matter God. how many times I've like scrubbed and washed the things, okay. it, it, it thing it has like a layer of filth on it. Have you soaked it in mean green yet? I have not done that. Well, I may I do that, but it, it looks kind of racist. I'm not gonna so lie. Is that, is that a symptom of like cursed cursing? Is they, like they will sticky. secrete things. Because I have a couple of PlayStation 2 controllers that are always sticky. That's your fucking hands. You no, have no, filthy ass hands. I haven't used them in like 10 years. Let me rephrase that. You had it's, sticky ass hands. It's just the plastic outgassing and putting off oil and breaking down. Okay, well, see. This is, this is blown glass, I know, though. I know. So. I yeah, Mike just shit all over that. <laughs> I was just making a joke. <laughs> That's what it is. It's Mike shit. But, uh. Mike, you shit on his porcelain, uh. Clown. No, I did not. Okay. Well, I personally don't have anything known to be cursed unless you count the stuff that my mother made. Mike, would you count that? Very. Yes. Okay. Well, my mother. I don't know. You know. Some of those like old pictures you have of family look kind of cursed. A little. But I mean, I don't consider most of my family cursed except on my mom's side. Well, yeah. Uh, And my dad's side, I just kind of consider just bathed in undiagnosed depression but like as far as uh well, actually yeah a lot of your mom's stuff was uh sticky with nicotine so that's definitely well, yeah. cursed yeah that's different that's cursed with the the foul stench of the marlboro plant uh, but, more like uh newport no, not even newports where they smoke it in at the end like ace of spades or something no shit? they didn't smoke ace of spades have some fucking respect it was merit merit there you go yeah I had a leather jacket from them collecting merit points. Yeah, you should know you bought them the cigarettes. The Ral Ultra Ultralight One Hundred. Rals, yes. Yeah. So anyway, the point is, I don't have anything technically cursed, but like everything I own is technically cursed because I own it. You, you, no, Kevin, you're, you're, you are cursed yourself. I am cursed, and I just sort of exude that into my own objects because a lot of people have told me i gave them stuff and then like their life went to shit or something near it broke so i think i'm spreading the otan power give a guy a cigarette and he burst into flames yeah exactly uh mike how about you so do you want to talk about the stuff your parents had number one i don't believe in curses okay fair but number two my mom was definitely definitely did and so Long story short, um, my dad got a settlement at one point of, you know, because he was injured in a uh, fast food restaurant. Yeah, it was a Popeye's, if I'm not mistaken. I was not going to mention the name of it. I will not cut that out. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cut that out. I'll beep it. But he was a... So, he slipped and fell and... You know, it was several years. It took several years. Like, I was a kid, so it seemed like a lifetime, but several right, years to right. get the uh, the settlement. And what do, they, what do they do, of course? They 
one of the first things they do is go to Hawaii. Like you do. And they brought back these little, uh, like, tiki things that were, they supposedly, they said they were made from lava, but they really felt plasticky. Like, not like, <laughs> not super plasticky, but right, lighter right. than you'd expect something from lava. Well, lava's actually surprisingly porous and well, light, I've it, discovered. Yeah, but I don't see how, these were obviously casts. Sure. Cast in something, and I don't no, know how you do that with lava. They honestly looked like stained wood. No, they weren't wood. They didn't have any grain or anything. They were okay. definitely some solid thing, but they, they they could have been some form of plastic. It wasn't like no, cheap. No. They didn't feel cheap like, you know. Yeah, they but nonetheless, they plastic. were allegedly lava yeah. rock items. Yeah. But also, my mom brought back a container of black sand from one of the lava sand beaches which is if you know anything about traveling to hawaii both of the things mike has just discussed are typically big well, no-nos well the, the the first thing the statues were like sold uh-huh. as you know knickknacks and things they had, right. literally had labels on the backs and the bottoms <laughs> yeah. to, describing what they were but yeah the the supposedly the black sand if you bring it back yeah. Like curses you and, you know, to misfortune. Hey, uh, by the way, I found out recently you cannot go on the beach where that black sand comes from anymore. They actually have shut it down. If you go, you're fined and they confiscate oh. anything on you. Well, I thought that, I, I thought most anywhere had the black sand. Yeah, but there's this one specific beach that uh, me yeah. and uh, uh, one of our friends at work were talking about. And I looked it up. And sure enough, the major source of the black sand is uh you cannot get that anymore you cannot bring it home yeah but uh mostly due to erosion and environmental concerns but still but yeah so after well well, it keeps eroding because people keep taking the fucking sand i know that's what i'm talking about but so you know they come back and then of course we had a series of unfortunate events happen you poor lemony snicket motherfucker but when you look at it logically though that was the high point oh oh yeah and pretty much it was downhill from there because you know you got the the money money. the money is not gonna last forever Uh uh-huh and so and they they did kind of dumb things not with exactly with the money but they, they, I know the dumb stuff you're talking about, and I will, in fact, yeah. confirm it was kind of dumb. Not to, you know, shit on your dad. Yeah. I mean, you I mean, know, was, you know I, me, I like Charlie, but like, it was it just was dumb. Poor decisions. Yeah. Let's go with that. Poor decisions were made. Yeah. So, you know, I don't say it's cursed, but other people would and have. Said that and stuff this is cursed. tends to happen after a trip to Hawaii because suddenly you have a lot of money, and I totally get that. Where but gonna, if you're if you're someone that has no overseas aspirations, where are you going to go? Hawaii, just like Elvis. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. So yeah, basically, Mike doesn't believe in curses, but if you believe in curses, Mike was cursed. Well, my family was. <laughs> yeah, Mike's family was fucking cursed. I didn't take the sand, so... Do you remember that your dad bought a fax machine? Well, yeah. I just, like, you know... And it was for 
Wasn't it for like the the business with the uh, the York peppermint patties? No, that was just it was just a just fax to have machine a fax machine. Yeah. Okay, I just remember being pelted with York peppermint patties because of one of our friends and being like, "This is exceptionally painful." I I, I f- uh, shy away from calling him a friend, an associate an of ours. Yes, well, he did in fact uh, pelt me with them. I was covered in bruises. And went home and looked. I was like, I look like I've been shot with paintballs. Yeah. But, uh, no, I remember, like, ordering anime with that fax machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was that? The Right Stuff International? Uh, No, I think it's straight from Animigo. Ooh, wow. Just just writing, writing, faxing Japan. Like, hey, Japan, where the anime at? Yep. Send me anime, you bastards. And it's like, oh, hello, here's anime. This is Mike San. <laughs> Konnichiwa. Yeah. Okay, so we've got one more question from Ginger Apoc- Ginger Apocalypse. Sorry about that. From today at 10 for uh, 10:53 a.m. So that was this morning. Should have been asleep. Mm. Saturday. Random one. So I've been reading my conspiracy book, which I'm sitting here going, good on you for having a conspiracy book. And another part of me is like, only ah, one. <laughs> just the one. And there are so many. Kevin, conspir- the, yeah. Kevin, the conspiracy, Chad, dude, I am. There are so many conspiracies about hidden Nazi groups in places. Hollow Earth, the moon, Mars, beneath Denver Airport. Do you reckon all these groups are aware of each other? Or would it be just as much as a mystery to them as it is to us? So They are just following contradictory orders. We are following orders that no one else got. Mike, what do you think? Um, for Hypo- real? Hypothetically. For real or hypothetical? Hypothetically. I don't want your real opinion because you're like, this is all bullshit. <laughs> I want your hypothetical opinion, of course. Um... You know, I guess if they're secret groups of Nazis, they just, you know, they they lost each other's phone numbers and they're doing their own thing. I guess they would, if they can access information, they'd find out about the others. But they're like, well, that those guys are idiots. They're doing the wrong thing, obviously. Hans, Gunther, and Franz, you are all going to different locations to start secret breeding camps and making UFOs. But in reality, all the Nazis went to Brazil. Uh, Argentina. Argentina, sorry. I have a friend. And Brazil. I have a friend whose parents are, whose grandparents are from Germany and live in in Argentina, and I don't ask questions about that. So, I... Some what their opinions are on camps. (laughs) (laughs) Or where they were during the war. Perhaps it was camps on learning how to think more clearly. I'm going to shut up. David, what do you think about this? I, I think the Nazis are a good seasoning. Like, if you got a conspiracy theory, sprinkle a little Nazism on it. Oh, like Salt Bay? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, just yeah, a guy with a bunch of blonde-haired, blue-eyed Germans. <laughs> just sprinkling a little Nazi old Bay. Yeah, Nazi Bay. There you go. But do you think they know about each other? Um, in this in this scenario, I feel like I, I think. So, so the Nazis are interesting to me in the sense that I think sometimes they're given way too much credit for yes. being, because when when you get down to it, their leader was literally like 
fucking strung out on amphetamines. Yeah, um, I saw it. And like the, the leadership was always jockeying for position. And part of the reason the German army man, lost man. was because they could not get their shit together yeah, and they made really Hitler, dumb decisions. Hitler made a so, bunch of stupid decisions. But I saw a clip yeah. recently from the uh, the Olympic Games with mm-hmm. him, Hitler, sitting in his box, just like rocking back and forth. Oh, motherfucker was like, jumping just up like, and down. Give me just the, like, right, I need my stuff, man. Yeah, Where's my yeah, stuff? Yeah. Give me my fix, man. Give me no. my fix. So I'm going to say that, like, there's, there were probably, I I don't know if they were organized to have so many different operations. It's probably something like if we're, if we're treating this seriously, hypothetically speaking, if this were real, you know, considering that, uh, Hitler's inner circle are all jockeying for position and influence, this just sounds to me like they all kind of went and did their own thing and they're, you know, the the, the band broke up and led to a bunch of other acts. Okay, I'm going to go with my theory. You want to hear this? This is kind of interesting. I think that Hitler... I think none of them are aware of each other, but for a very different reason. I think Hitler gave individual orders to individual people to set up these camps. You know, as a prank, bro. No, survival of the fittest. Whichever group survived. I do like the idea of Hitler just kind of fucking with, like, Himmler and uh, his inner circle. It's just a prank, bro. Or the 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 fantasy. It's a social experiment. The fantasy that the Germans had enough resources to stretch themselves that that far and go to the Mm -hmm. moon. Yeah, you know the the front may be collapsing to the east and west, but god damn it, we're gonna go to Antarctica. We're gonna go to Antarctica. We're gonna dig a. We're gonna go in the hole. We're gonna build geothermal. Yeah, we have all that money. All all without you know enough crude oil to make. You know, engine oil and gasoline. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, totally. They, I mean, the the Rush, I mean, the, Russian, like, the Germans did like pioneer Russians. early uh, synthetic oil sure. technology well, they because to. they had no crude oil stock. But access again, you're getting realism stuck in here. But I think that Hitler would have told three or four or five different people to set up this thing as a use the only one I can trust with this operation. And then it turns out to get like five other people to do it and told no one that it was happening. I think it was all a social ploy, like Hitler was Vault Tech. Fair enough. Okay, that's my theory. So, it's been a fun episode, man. We have talked about some fun stuff tonight. I am happy. So, <laughs> have we got anything we want to close with? Mike, you got anything you want to talk about before we close? Um, Yeah, so in my 20-page uh, thesis... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Kill him! Murder! 20-page thesis? Jesus yeah. Christ. What is Who are you, the Unabomber? No, that's a manifesto. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just don't call it a manifesto, or they'll be after you. My fifty-page manifesto. Damn it! So, David, have you got anything you want to bring up? Um, just kind of throw it out there that we are going to be start. Uh, we're going to start opening up uh, a new way for people to potentially advertise with us and everything like that. Look, Part- keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Partly because we want to look more professional, and partly because God, fucking Twitter, man. Holy yeah, Twitter, uh, pretty crazy band. what's going on there right now. We both um, got fucking, uh, we both got uh, kicked off there for a little bit. Yeah, and then um, I, I've got a couple of uh, exciting episodes in the works. Um, yeah, you know. I've got some right. ideas, uh, yeah. biblical stuff. I'm reading the Bible right now, and holy shit, have I got some ideas. 
Uh, um, I, I should read the Bible again. It sounds like a laugh. I tell you what, man. If you go, okay. First off, before you do it, David, I need you to go and read Zechariah Zitchin first, and replace any time someone says name in the in Genesis and the early Old Testament, and replace it with rocket ship. Okay. Sounds like a plan. If someone says we will build a name for ourselves, it is rocket ship. Okay, just remember that. And after that, it just becomes the Bible again. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's fine then. But, uh, yeah, we've got some uh, fun stuff in the works. We've got two Patreon episodes recorded. We're going to record a couple more. I want to record several with Mike. I'm looking at you, Mike. You gonna deal with it, Mike? Can you deal with it, buddy? Uh, I, I've got something that day. I got a previous you don't engagement. Know what day, Mike? You don't I, I, know I, what day. I, I do know, and it's it's full up, man, with like my it's, business. Your business. My business. It's gonna be his business. All right, I uh, I'm doing the show. That's about it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All you folks that have been picking up the cards from the store and listening and been commenting. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you listening. I know Mike does as well. David, I'm sure you do as well. I need to get some business cards. Take them or leave them. Just fuck you, man. What the fuck? I do need to get you some cards, though, so you can yeah. uh, you can start spreading the word, spread the church of Supernatural Selection. If you would like to join our Patreon, which is slowly but steadily growing, and get some bonus content, or you would like to just donate or comment or join our Discord or anything, you can find links to that and our social media and listen to episodes on the website at Supernatural pod dot rocks we also have now, now kevin um do we have can we mention that new patron or is I that a private thing i think we're gonna wait until okay june when the first payment goes through because it's typically how it works you don't you don't get the rewards until we get the money it's a hostage situation but we do have <laughs> a new patron and we're excited about that and we will announce it at the end of the month when the money comes through. So remember, we're holding you hostage until we get the money. Please join, and we will announce you on the show. Every new Patreon will become the king and or queen of the podcast. Isn't that awesome? Tell, like me, it. tell me it's awesome, or I will shit on the hood of your car. Don't say anything. God damn it, motherfuckers. I'm he can't reach me, so I'm good. I'd worry about it, yourself, Mike. Mike. You, damn it. He has to buy a plane ticket now. Mike, I'm going to throw He-Man at you. I'd like to see you try. Actually, I will completely miss. So let's move on. Thank you again for watch, uh, watching. Fuck me running with guns. Thank you for listening, everyone. Or watching on YouTube. We really appreciate you listening and or watching on YouTube. Thank you, Mike. I need to get or, back to or, getting those uploaded. We're reading the transcript that doesn't exist. There is no transcript. And as far as I'm concerned, there won't be until we have paid employees. No the, culpability the, the, at all. The, the, the no culpability. 2175 hollow transmission into your brain. What the fuck? Yeah. Are you okay, Mike? 
Yeah. Did you just stroke it? <laughs> what happened no, no, over the year there, 2175, man? the hollow oh, transmissions directly like, into your brain. You said 20. I heard 217. And I was like. I said 2175. I missed that. I was like, there's more than 21 hours a day, Mike. What planet did you spawn on? Beaming it, that, that, that is sweet, it sweet supernatural selection directly into your cranium. Oh, yeah, you're going to hear my sexy, sexy voice telling you all about the lizard people. And how they're going to come Whatever. up and wrap around you. Anyway, Whatever thank you for listening. Whatever format you enjoy us on. Quote, unquote. So, thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week. For uh, No, we'll see you later this week for a new Weekend Weird. And from what I understand, we're going to have a special guest. Mm-hmm. Which will Tupac begin. Shakur. Oh, wait, no. That's next week. Or the week after. <laughs> the, the Robotoid of Tupac Shakur. Yes, no, the no, Russian the, the Robotoid. Robo- the Robotoid is the one that got killed. No. Um. No, Mike. We're not going there. <laughs> We're not. I'm not touching that with a 10-meter cattle prod. All right, everyone. You'll touch everything else, but you, you won't touch that. you goddamn right. It'll electrocute me. Anyway, thank you for listening. We will catch you next week. So until then, stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. I have a robotoid. You must deal with me. You think the gelding comment was a little much? Yes. <laughs> it's all porno. It's supernatural selection. That's always a little much. Nah, just cut off their nuts. They're good. Yeah, they're good. It's good. Just cut off anybody's nuts you want.